car that I was in left early yesterday because I just said, you know what, I don't like just sitting. I'd rather get there and sit there than sit in traffic along the way. And so trying to get past traffic. Um, how many of you left a home that you live in by yourself and you kind of had to make sure everything was battened down for the weekend? Okay. How many of you left home where you were leaving kids and you kind of had to get everything juggled and written down so the people who were taking care of it for the weekend had to take care of it, had what they needed? Yep. Okay. Well, here's a piece of my story. Um, so I've known for a year that I was going to be here this weekend. When we leave this weekend, they're going to tell us what our dates are for next year. And so I've known that. And, and a few months ago, my husband found out that his favorite event of the year was this weekend. And um, so we were talking about that. I'm like, go. Our kids are now 17 and 15. Those are our sons. And 12. And this would not be the first weekend that we had left them alone at home with our 17-year-old in charge. And he does a fabulous job. And so I said, go. Have a great time. I'm going to go. You're going to go. They're going to be great. And uh, the difference between the last weekend that we left them and this weekend is that we got a dog. Um, and I tried to find a place for the dog because I just thought, man, it'd be so much simpler to just let them deal with themselves. But I couldn't find a place for the dog. I thought, no problem. They know the routines. She's 10 months old. She's going to be fine. No big deal. So Wednesday afternoon, I'm in my car, I'm driving to the bank to get cash for my kids for the weekend, and my phone rings, and my, it's my daughter, she's 12, and she says, Mom, um, I can't really tell where it's coming from, um, but the dog has blood on her legs and on her pillow. My puppy went into heat the weekend that I'm leaving her at home with my 17-year-old son. <laughs> so let's say this, whatever you left at home, it will still be there when you get back. And it is a piece of what is going on in your head and heart. We don't ask you to check it at the door and pretend like it's not a piece of your head and heart. But I do invite you to let it be in Jesus' hands for the weekend. Whatever it is that's at home, whatever it is that causes stress, whatever it is, um, be present with it here, recognizing that we've got time and space to be here. And my dog will still be in heat when I get home on Sunday afternoon. And it's going to be okay. So... When you arrived on your pillow, there was a little uh, keychain that said journey um, with a little card that says exploring the connection between grief and joy. I want to tell you the journey of how we got to this topic. So last year, um, there was a significant number of months that my husband and I were in a significant conflict. Now, uh, my husband and I, his name is Jeff. We've been married for 20 years. Um, I really love him. He is a great guy, and we generally are pretty similar, and we don't fight. We're, we're not a home where we have those knockdown, drag out. I know that those happen, and I actually I kind of wondered, what have we modeled to our kids? Because are they really going to know how to do conflict if they think that we've never done conflict? Um, but he and I have significant conversations. <laughs> and over this last year, there's been a significant conversation that has been the source actually of quite a bit of pain and difficulty and tears and in the light of, um, you are my person, and that is not changing, but how do we do this when this particular topic is so hard? And it was in the middle of one of those conversations um, when, when Jeff acknowledged to me that he kind of was wondering if, um, if I was wanting distance from him because I was sad, because I was hurt, because these conversations were hard. He was, he was not wanting to lean in and pursue me if what I was needing was space because I was so hurt. 
And what came out of my mouth surprised me and has stuck with me and I think is actually a profound truth because what I told them was this. I said, Jeff, actually, I feel closer to you than I have ever felt because we are talking through the hard things intimately even though they are very, very hard. I think I'm finding that deep sadness is drilling the well of deep joy. And we both stopped and went, Wait, what did you just say? And I have mulled over and mulled over this idea of deep sadness, true, real. There is a real problem here. There is a real conversation that is very hard with a person that I love. It is causing deep sadness, perhaps deeper than I have felt before. Deep sadness is drilling the well that that process of going down through hardened ground, of, of drilling through layers and layers and layers into something that is going to water our soul, and that is deep joy. Deep sadness was perhaps the, the drill bit <laughs> that could get through the hard, that could penetrate through some of the layers of my heart to bring out that deep joy. Um, uh, Jeff and I are in a good space. When I tell that story, I want to make sure that I finish the story by saying, um, I don't think that that particular conversation is over, but right now neither of us are in angst about it. It's not, it's not um, present agony, and, and uh, we're in a good place and have a lot of things that, that work well for us. So uh, I come to this weekend in a great place with my husband, but there have been places of pain, and those places of pain have been drilling a well of something opposite of pain. And so as we began to talk about this idea, the other piece of the puzzle and getting ready for this to be our topic here, this connection between grief and joy, is that over Pentecost week, we had some out-of-town speakers at Salem Alliance. And if you ever listen to podcasts and you did not uh, come to the services during Pentecost week on the Salem Alliance app or their website, you can find all the things that were taught during that week at Salem Alliance. And there were two significant teachings that week. One was on disappointment and one was on grief. And it was through the course of that week that um, in both of those talks, the person talking basically said, if you don't deal with your disappointment or you don't deal with your grief, it's going to hold you captive to the past, to the things that caused the disappointment, to the things that caused the grief, and it's going to rob you of your future. In trying to protect ourselves from the hard feelings, we're actually missing out on the moving into the free spaces and into those places of healing. And so as we began to have conversations around these idea of what does it look like to invite women into honest awareness of our losses in life so that we can have an honest um, practice of grief, what does that look like then to not just have a whole weekend that's about grief? Would you have come if it had said, uh, come to women's retreat, Kara Brown is going to talk about grief all weekend long? Yeah, <laughs> You know, um, and so as we were processing, we're like, it's not, it's not just the grief. It's the fact that grief and joy are a piece of the puzzle together. And we began to talk about the journey of grief and joy, but we don't want to give you this picture that the goal this weekend is to look at our grief and move in a linear direction and arrive at joy and go home joyful. I do pray that God brings us joy. I do pray that that joy follows us home, but this is not a linear journey. This is a journey where acknowledging our losses and walking in healthy ways with our grief and our sadness enhances our ability to feel joy and to enter into joy. Because to the degree that we stifle the hard feelings in our life, to that same degree we are stifling the, the potential for joy and for freedom and for health and for happiness. Because any emotion pushed down pushes them all down. 
And so when we allow our grief to rise, we are also allowing our joy to rise. And the two have a connection that matters. And so that's what we're exploring this weekend. We're literally exploring the connection between grief and joy. Um, The journey that we are on that includes both. And when we are able to embrace both and walk in wholeness in both, we will find that the deep sadness in our lives truly will drill the wells of deep joy. So that's how we landed here this weekend. And here's what it's going to look like. Um, We decided that we didn't really just want one keynote speaker to talk at you all weekend. A lot of times that's what we do. I'm kind of wired that way. I got a lot of words, and I like it when you'll listen to my words. And so sometimes we just do that. You know, I just talk a lot. But we actually, um, so Laura Scherer and Kara Brown and Stephanie Brown and myself were sitting on Kara's front porch talking about this topic, talking about this weekend, talking about how we would bring teaching, how we would bring conversation, maybe even response times. We were just talking about how would this weekend flow, and we were actually sitting in this patio set on Laura's front porch. And as we talked, I just had this sense that the things that come up as we have conversation, there are nuggets of truth in there, and we, we spark each other by the things that we say. And I thought, what would happen if, if as a group of leaders, we could actually have this conversation in front of the women at retreat? So you need to know that we have set the topics for each of our session, and we're going to have one of us give a short teaching, and then we're actually just going to have a conversation on the couches about it, answering some questions that we've come up with. And you need to know that these conversations are not scripted. We have not already decided what we're saying and pretending to say it in conversation form. Um, <laughs> We are going to sit on those couches with a microphone either on our face or in our hand, and we're going to talk about this topic together, and then what's going to happen is we're going to turn it over to you to have some discussion time. Uh, Because we really believe that if you listen and leave, there is value in that, but the truth maybe doesn't get anchored in as deep as when you process it yourself. When you talk with some other people about what it was, what were the aha moments for you in that particular teaching? So we're going to have discussion groups Um, all weekend that we're going to get into tonight. Not yet. I'm going to talk about that later, but I want you to know the flow. So each session we'll have some worship, have a short teaching, you'll have a couch conversation, and then we'll have some discussion groups on the topic of the day. So tomorrow morning, first off, we're going to talk about joy. Next session, we're going to talk about grief. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk about hope. And Sunday morning, we're going to talk about what does that look like to do that together in community. So that's kind of the layout for the weekend. We're really excited about it. Excited to see what Jesus does and, and uh, try this a little bit different. So I am going to invite my couch team to come on up. And tonight, we're actually just going to kind of do an interview so you can get to know us. So that's you two that are talking in the front row up here. Uh, I'm going to sit here, and then you guys can go wherever you want. Okay, so Kara, you've met. Um, Hello. We'll come back to you. (laughs) Stephanie, you know that Kara calls her a brownie bite, but you don't know. That's my claim to fame. (laughs) (laughs) So, Stephanie, tell us a little bit about you, um, your family, your job, just a get to know you. Yeah, my name is Stephanie Brown, brownie bite. (laughs) I, uh, I have been married to my husband, Sam, for about four and a half years. And we have lived in Salem for a little over three of those years. I'm originally from Washington. Um, My husband and I met in YWAM, Youth with a Mission, if you're familiar with that. And 
I have been on staff at Salem Alliance the t whole time that we've lived in Salem. I uh, now work with Jennifer and our adult and family team, and I get to work with women's ministry and community groups and love that. So that's my job. Mm -hmm. uh, Laura, I didn't hear you introduce yourself, so oh, tell them something Sorry. about you that they, yeah, tell us about your my family. Bad. Uh, my name is Laura Sher. I've lived in Salem almost my whole life. I grew up in Northeast Salem, McKay Royal Scots, anybody? Yeah. Yep. Started going to Salem Alliance in 1989, believe it or not. Of course, I was a baby when I started. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I was a senior in high school uh, when I started going to Salem Alliance and have loved being a part of the family since. And uh, I do have a husband that I've been married to for... Oh. Um, <laughs> I think it's 26. I'm pretty sure it's 26 years. I'll, Wait, I'll, I want to tell him a little fun fact about Laura. She got married on uh, Leap Day. Yes, I did. Oh. Yeah. That's why she can never remember how many That's years. Why. She's That's why. That's why. very confusing. Yeah. That's exactly Genius. why. So Laura only has an anniversary once every four years. Yeah. So one year, my husband, my husband is not, he's awesome, but... <laughs> He's awesome and... Are we recording? And, yes, wait. we are. No, okay. he, I'd say this to his face. He's not, he's not the romantic type who's going to think of these special things to do on anniversaries. But one of our anniversaries, and we had one, like there was actually a leap year. And I was leading worship in Cedar Hall. And he thought to buy me roses. And so there was like the number of actual years that we were married. And then another color, the number of like leap years that we were married. Yeah. Oh, good job, awesome. mate. Good I job. Know. Yeah. Yes. So he brings them to Cedar Hall that morning before I lead worship. And I look at it. And I like, I didn't get it. I, I was... <laughs> I'm like, that's the wrong number of roses. And why are there two different colors? Anyway, so maybe that's why he's not so romantic anymore. <laughs> anyway, married to Nate, and I have two kids, Malia, who's 21, and Travis, who's 19. Mm -hmm. So your roses story reminds me. I just celebrated 20, and my husband brought me roses, and they were two different colors, and I was uh, just looking at the bouquet, and they were beautiful. They were red and yellow, I think. And, um, and I, I noticed that there were 10 of each. I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder why he didn't do an even dozen of each. And later he pointed out that there were 10 of each because it was 20 years. So I didn't get it either. <laughs> yep, we're a pair. I just, I just love that they're my friends because... I just love it. Because if your husband gave you roses, you would get it. I feel very blessed to be friends with you guys. <laughs> I don't think you meant blessed. That was a Christianese word for something <laughs> else. <laughs> I, true story, Laura has said, you care more about my birthday than I do. Mm. So, like, when... And, I w it's a true. fair statement for yes. Jennifer as well. Like, yes. I love a party, a celebration. I'm in. Go big or go home. <laughs> and these two are like, I don't. Is my birthday that day? Are you sure? <laughs> yep. You are one of my dear friends. I do know your birthday. Thank you. Um, but they're be, not really into it. To be clear, <laughs> Laura's birthday is in January. And yesterday I was working on my calendar and I got into January because I was scheduling weekends and I saw her birthday. So I just looked at her and I said, happy birthday. And she and I both knew that I expect that to last through January 2019 because I will not remember to say it on her I birthday. I feel loved. 
Kara does not get it. Okay. Tell this group something about yourself that you don't think they would already know. I'm a pretty open person, y'all. I feel like you guys probably know a lot more than you wish you did. Um, Gosh, that's Fun fact, embarrassing moment. Oh, just I don't anything. care. Did you just tell this group when something? Because we want to get to know each other. When she said these talks were not scripted, she was not kidding. <laughs> I didn't even tell them. I don't even know what I'm asking. We, we have want you to get to no know heads up on this. Um, well, I always wanted to marry a black man. Uh, does anybody know that already? I feel like, all right, all right, we got one. Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Uh, best lady knows I wanted to marry a black man. I actually wrote a report about it in seventh grade. Uh, I got a B plus because my teacher wasn't sure if it was like appropriate or like <laughs> I, politically correct or something. What was I the don't prompt know. for that paper? Like, but, what what would make you write about that? Well, it was about our dreams and hopes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a dream and a hope that I had. And I was going to marry a black man, and we were going to have seven to ten kids. And we were going to be like the Von Trapps, you know, the sound of music, but for basketball. And my husband was going to be the head coach, and I was going to be the assistant coach, and our kids were going to be the team, and we are going to travel the world and dominate. <laughs> in basketball, in basketball. Like, not dominate the whole world, just basketball. I love basketball. Okay, go next. <laughs> that is a really hard act to follow. I, um, I can't say that I ever really had, I thought about that. Yeah. Um, you wanted to marry a man with amazing but accent. That was going to be my thing. I, I, oh. I guess if I had dreamed about it, I would have hoped to marry a man from England. Yeah. And I did, so yeah. it came true. So my husband yeah. has a great English accent. He's been like the background voice for some of the videos at Salem Alliance. This like, is true. Because yeah. Salem Alliance has this thing about accents. Have you noticed that? Yeah, like okay. like when, when Ross Collingwood, who usually does the baptisms, the voice of God... <laughs> Um, yes. He couldn't do it, and so they asked my husband Sam yes. to do it because they Obviously. needed someone with an accent. Yeah, I feel um. like that's true. I feel like God's either like Morgan Freeman, black man, yeah. or somebody Ross with Sam Brown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, earlier, maybe not this past week, but a, a while ago, Sam, I people ask me if I love his accent, and I I really don't think about it anymore. I don't hear it anymore, really. But uh, the, uh, there's certain words that I'm like, I have no idea what you are saying right now. <laughs> and we've been married for a while. But the other day, he was talking about how a student had a, a tuta. And I was like, he said it probably 10 times. I was like, what is a tuta? And it, and finally, I was like, you need to spell it. And he spelled, oh, oh a tutor. He had a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so sometimes we have these language barriers between us, but we make it through. I yeah. hear you've developed a very good English accent. Oh, don't make me do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Trina because she's heard it. Um, going to get video. <laughs> Jocelyn's gonna make sure to get video of it. This is good. Okay. This is good. I have I have one that is real, and then I have one that that 
I do to annoy my husband. So which would you like to hear? Both. <laughs> yeah, that's right, both. Oh, this is so, I'm like. I know, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm ready for you, actually, right now. I don't know. <laughs> do regular, do regular, do regular. Okay, I gotta get in the mindset. Yeah. <clears throat> Deep breath. <laughs> You're not helping All right. me, Laura. Um, what do I, I don't even know what to say. Tell us about. If Jocelyn is recording, okay, I will talk to Sam, because you're probably gonna send this to Sam, aren't you? Okay. Uh, hi, Sam. <laughs> In an American accent. Um, would you like some water? Would you like some water? That was water. Um, okay. <laughs> and then I have one that he calls my witch voice <laughs> that I say, Hello, Sam! <laughs> <laughs> that one's the one I like the best. Yeah. That one's good. Yeah. That one's good. There you go. Can't get that much was, worse that than that. That was your that turn, was Laura. really good. <laughs> Laura, what accent are you going to do? <laughs> What, what interesting fact can you tell us about your husband? <laughs> you did. About yourself. This they they, they might this not know. True. That was the original question. They digress. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. I blame Kara. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I think you guys should just tell stories about me. Tell stories about you? Yeah. Well, I told them you're not really a celebrator. I'm not. No. <laughs> I mean, for real, like... Hey, Laura, what do you want to do for your birthday? She's like, uh, coming up? Yep, next month. <laughs> not okay. a celebrator. Here's something that you guys might what not else? know about Laura. Laura was a school teacher before she was a mom and then a pastor. Yep. And she actually loves science and she loves reptiles and bugs. And, and she's frogs. not grossed out by things easily. Right? It's true. Mm -hmm. there you go. In my house, if there's a bug, we catch it and let it out to its place. Very yeah. true. And finding a frog is probably one of my favorite things. If I'm on a walk or in the backyard, or there's a couple frogs that live on my front patio sometimes, it makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, I, when my son got a lizard and I was like, we got to hold it and get it out so that, we, so that it acclimates. Laura's like, oh, cool, flipping it over, checking it. Look at the scales. Look at <laughs> yeah, it was good. So I asked the question, and I have no idea what to tell you about me that you might not know. Uh, last night, Stephanie and I discovered that we both ran the same race in high school and had approximately the same time. That's kind of rare, actually. That's mm -hmm. kind of, that was kind of fun yeah. that we discovered that. The 400, that, that was mm -hmm. what we ran in track. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm not going to race her anytime soon. I was going to say, I want to see a race older. this weekend. No. No, because I ran mine before she was born. <laughs> We'll give you a head start. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> um, I like knitting. As a matter of fact, I told Carol Adams yesterday I had my little knitting bag, and I'm like, I brought my knitting because this is kind of my soul no, care. Like, when I just need to let my brain be for a while, I'll pull out my knitting. So you might not have known that about me. I didn't know that. Yeah, Laura didn't know that about me. Uh, I also should say this. I'm kind of a person who does things in jags, so I used to like scrapbooking, and then I liked painting, and I think cross-stitching was one along the way, and so now I knit, but probably next year it'll be something else. So these aren't like lifelong things for me. This is just like as long as it interests me. But the problem is that when it interests me, I invest in it fully, and I buy a lot of supplies. <laughs> I have a cabinet full of scrapbooking paper 
that I refused to get rid of, but the last time I scrapbooked, my oldest son, who's 17, was probably seven. But I'm not getting rid of my paper. Marlene and I used to do scrapbooking retreats together. You know where you go away for the weekend and just set out your scrapbooking stuff on a table? It was glorious. My stickers don't stick anymore, Marlene. They're really old. <laughs> yeah, scrapbooking. Hey, uh, Laura, are you a scrapbooker? <laughs> How about a knitter? Are you a knitter? Laura, nope. Wait, no. she's a great cook, though. She's I a do great like to cook. cook. I do like to she cook. She makes the killer paella. I do. I just made one last week. I got pictures. It it was very good. And she got like a paella pan and everything. Like legit, you guys. You're all invited. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like parties, remember? Again, go to her house. True statement. (laughs) It is kind of amazing that you two are friends. I feel like on paper, we are very different. Mm -hmm. But in real life, it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Laura, can I start with you with this one? Yeah. Okay, uh, what is something that you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, well, I love I love worshiping with you ladies. The intimate setting is like like none other, um, and so it's already happened for me. Um, I love getting to hang out with friends that maybe I haven't seen for a while, um, and I appreciate the conversations that come up that wouldn't necessarily come up in the lobby at church or um, in the ways that we rub shoulders uh, regularly. So those are a couple things. Yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, I would probably say very similar to what you said. um, I've loved worship already this weekend, and I'm looking forward to getting to do that with all of you lots more. And uh, without copying your conversations, comment uh, I would probably then say I just I love the Oregon coast it's my favorite place probably in the world I just I love it and I love Cannon Beach and um, to be in a beautiful place with people that I care about and to get to talk about things that are important is just kind of this mixture of everything good so I'm I'm excited that we're here that you're all here and that we get to do it together I love that I don't have to do any meal planning, cooking, setting up, or cleaning up. And I'm not going to lie. Like, for real, I'm pumped about that. Um, That actually feels very restful to me. Um, I've got four kids at home and an amazing husband, but it's just a lot of cooking and cleaning a lot of the time. So, a practical answer that I'm pumped about. And the foods here are pretty good. Also, um... This is fun. Like, these are my two oldest friends since I've been in Salem. So, um, we lived in the first floor of Jeff and Jennifer's house down oh, on should I tell him? Fifth Street. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to. <laughs> oh, no. uh, maybe later. Uh, so, I know, that's right. Um, but we, I mean... She saw me in a really rough year, um, and Laura as well. Laura was my husband's boss, and um, I don't know. It's just really neat to be able to do ministry with you guys. So from a completely honest, selfish standpoint, I'm pumped to be able to sit with Brownie Bite and mm-hmm. Bessie Lolo and Jen, and, like, I'm just – I really feel blessed and honored to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love watching the spirit move. Yeah. 
um, when we get away and um, we get to just kind of listen to Jesus for ourselves. I think naturally women are in caretaker mode, whether you're a mom or not or a grandma or single or, or whatever your story is. I think it's just a natural nurture nature kind of mode that we're wired with and we're made with. It's beautiful and amazing and awesome. Um, but there's something incredible about all of us just coming together and receiving. And so I'm excited to see what the Holy Spirit does over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay, here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> oh, he's fine. Oh, Jay. <laughs> it's not Our that token bad. man in the, the room. Uh, so when so Jeff and I, my my Jeff and I uh, lived in a house <laughs> that had an apartment upstairs. And when Jeff and Kara Brown first moved to town, they lived in the upstairs apartment for six months or so. And their bedroom was directly above our bedroom. Um, And it was an old house. And so we've since confessed that we all had to be very strategic about when certain things were happening in the house. That's not the story, though. That's That's just one of the facts, okay? So one particular night, I'm laying in my bed, and water starts dripping in my face. And I'm like, why is water dripping in my face? And I, so I, I get up and I go upstairs and I knock on the door, but you need to know this. Kara has some hearing loss in yes. her ears and she True. does not hear. Nope. And Jeff is a very sound sleeper. True. So also I've true. got water dripping on the bed downstairs, and I'm knocking on the upstairs door, and neither of them are waking up. So I have to go down and get a key. And I open the door to their apartment, and I walk in, and I'm like, hey, hello. I'm like, I don't want to walk into their bedroom. Like, I yeah, don't know. Like, that's awkward. Right? What up, landlord? So, Pregnant lady naked in bed. Nobody <laughs> needs to see that. Horrible. So I'm like slowly creeping around the front corner into the living room to just like yell as loud as I can, you guys wake up. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Brown, who I work with at Salem Alliance yes. in boxers, and yeah. I'm like, so why like, is water dripping in my face? <laughs> and for the record, the water was dripping in her face because we had one of those AC units in the window. And um, the whatever was happening, but the water was dripping off yeah, of it. It was tilted so, the wrong way. Yeah, and so the water was, was dripping down the wall. We got yeah. it sorted out. But like, yeah. But yeah. it's kind of traumatizing to be like dead asleep and like... <laughs> All of a sudden, here Jennifer Roth. Hello, I'm in your house. <laughs> what is going on? Like it was kind of amazing. I think Jeff slept through the whole. No, he did get up. He, That's right. He did wake up. She did up. see him in his boxes. That's yeah, like awkward. He might have stayed yeah, in bed, fine. but oh, still, okay, Jeff right. Brown in bed is not something it's I ever anticipated bad. seeing. Yeah. So hey, that's something they all didn't know. <laughs> they didn't. There you go. You all didn't know that. You are welcome. <clears throat> One thing I am really looking forward to this weekend too. I love laughter. I really love that we laugh together here. It's um, laughter is good for the soul, and I think it unleashes some of those. It 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 breaks down some of the barriers to the deeper parts for us. And I find that laughter is a really good medicine. I love that here, and I love asking God for divine appointments to highlight. Um, we're going to see each other in this room at meals, at social things all over campus, and I love looking back at the end of the weekend and see who God set for me to to visit with, to talk with, those of you that I get to catch up with and maybe even pray with and spend some time with. I love the way that that God orchestrates things around here um, on this weekend that we're at retreat, so I'm really looking forward to that. 